My hair was flying everywhere, and my eyes were starting to dry out behind the tight goggles strapped to my head. I was standing on an airplane, about to jump off, with only a man and a parachute strapped to my back. I was terrified of heights. How did I end up here? We have to rewind the tape a few years to when I first met a girl named Sandra. We had a brief flirtation, and we seemed to have terrible timing, because as soon as I'd be available and single, she wouldn't, and vice versa. This dance went on for a while until that fateful summer when we were both seemingly available and ready to mingle. I was less introverted than I was as a teenager, but compared to Sandy, I was a downright bookworm. She was extremely adventurous and thrill-seeking, often appearing to do things just for the sake of doing them. To be honest, I probably said no more out of habit and fear than anything else, so I admired her spirit and how many interesting situations it got her into. You can see where this is going. I saw a part of her I admired and I liked her a lot, so when she suggested that we go skydiving to kick off the summer, I readily agreed. I agreed quickly, as if I had been contemplating a similar stunt for years, and we set a date. If nothing else, I figured this experience would bond us together for the rest of my short life as I plummeted to my death. To say that skydiving was out of my comfort zone was a bit of an understatement. But, as you can sense, all the motivations were there for me. I knew what I wanted from this experience, potential relationship with Sandra, cool pictures, and those were strong positive motivators, carrots in popular terms. I also knew what the costs would be if I didn't jump on this opportunity and how much I would regret not simply sucking it up for, in reality, just a few minutes. These were the sticks. I had a very clear sense of my whys, and so into the plane I went. I wasn't so focused on the fear itself as I was on what was waiting for me if I did or did not act. Sandra was suitably impressed, and we dated for the summer, until we realized we had idealized each other for years and weren't actually such a good match. We all have comfort zones for a reason. They are necessary to growing our sense of confidence and showing vulnerability. They make us feel secure and safe, like heaping on blankets to ward off the cold, or monsters under the bed. And yet, if we stayed in the safe cocoon of our bed for our lives, what would we experience? What would we achieve? What would be the epitaph written on our tombstones? Those questions all have the same answer. Nothing. Everything we want in life is squarely outside of our comfort zones, some closer and some further outside. Growth, learning, and progress are outside. So are accomplishment, fulfillment, and satisfaction. They lie over the obstacles of fear anxiety, and the unknown. The comfort zone for most people isn't about comfort, it's about retreating from fear and the fear of failure. Sometimes all it takes is the proper motivation to exit the comfort zone and grab what you want. I clearly had some powerful motivation to jump off a plane for Sandra, but that's not necessarily something we can harness in daily life. The science of breaking out of your comfort zone isn't just a pithy title with anecdotes about my checkered dating history. I wrote this book to be a detailed look into why we tend to stay in our comfort zones, what keeps us there, and what it really takes to break out and live the exact life you want. 
Often we have told ourselves a story so often that it practically becomes true and you can't see a different version of your life. It's almost certainly free and available. There's nothing keeping you from it except yourself.